So this week, Apple will potentially deliver millions of 5G-equipped iPhones to users around the world, giving customers a chance to test out the higher-speed, next-gen cell network. However, you're likely to be very disappointed. From rate plan requirements to less-than-impressive speeds and very spotty coverage, 5G is a confusing mess. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow, and this week on Jason Squared, we're going to try to make sense of 5G and what exactly it means to you and all the rate plans and all the other unnecessary stuff you need to know. Jason, I know you recently upgraded to an iPhone 12, or your wife did, and you experienced some rate plan confusion. What happened? Yeah, so... I went through the upgrade process uh, for my wife's iPhone, and she's getting hers on Friday. She, she's getting hers on Friday. Um, I personally will not have an iPhone for at least a month, uh, since the iPhone 12 Pro Max can't even be ordered until November the sixth. I, I, I do have uh, a Pixel Five showing up sometime in the next couple of weeks. Um, I, I wanted to see uh, whether or not we were in a coverage area for AT and T. And it turns out for 5G, we are, at least in theory, you know, I went to their coverage maps website and I looked yeah. at the colors uh, and all that. Yeah, okay, so we're in a 5G coverage zone. Now, AT&T doesn't tell you whether you're in a, a, a sub six or, or, or an MM wave zone. They just say you're 5G, right? Um, there's the, they, they distinguish the two, their, their two types of coverage as just 5G and 5G plus. And I think right now 5G plus is only for, for business uh, access points and things like that. So I called up them and say, hey, are we provision correctly for this? And after talking to the rep and I found out that my plan was old. Yep. At least in terms of what they sell now. So um, I went from the classic unlimited plan, the quote unquote unlimited yeah. plan, which does not support 5G devices to a plan called unlimited extra. And that plan uh, ended up costing me about $15 a month uh, more uh, for the five lines that I have in a smartwatch device. Uh, now, in addition to the 5G, there are some improvements over what I had before, but I guess we should probably go into, you know, what all the different carriers have in terms of what, what's better if you spend the extra money to go to 5G. Yeah, and, and let's be very clear. There are many different plans by all the carriers. I think I went through yeah. just a few days ago while we are prepping for this episode, and all of them have at least three different plans that are priced differently based on all the extras that you get, like Netflix is thrown in right. on T-Mobile or HBO Max is thrown in on AT&T. So we're not gonna cover every single plan. Verizon has like seven or eight different plans. That you, yeah, it, that's we take an hour to go through every single plan and every little detail about it. So we're gonna pick the middle plan and just kind of go through those bit by bit. Uh, just you know, real quick recap overview of what they are exactly. but. If you have any questions for your carrier, my advice is just call them directly like Jason did and ask them, hey, how can I get a good deal on a plan that gets me 5G? Because if you haven't upgraded your phone in a few years, odds are your plan is old and does not support 5G uh, service through the carrier. And even some carriers have 5G specific SIM cards, which if you're getting a new iPhone, it should already come with a SIM card in it anyways. But those are a couple things to keep in mind. So we'll start with AT&T, which is what I use as well. I am not in a 5G area, but I am on their latest plan. They have, like you you said, I think you called it the unlimited extra plan. Uh, yep. It starts at $75 for a single line, 65 for two lines, 50 for three, and 40 for four lines. So $160 for four lines per month. Uh, gets you unlimited talk, text, and data, which actually is 50 gigs worth of 5G data 
before you start getting throttled. 15 gigs a hotspot a month. And I don't remember, did yours include HBO Max for free? Uh, no, that plan, so Unlimited Extra does not have HBO Max for free. Uh, but I do get HBO Max because I'm AT&T Fiber Broadband. Oh. Uh, I, I have their highest level broadband, the, the thousand um, uh, megabits. So I get a, I get HBO Max from that, but not from my wireless plan. Gotcha. There is actually a plan higher than this that that does include HBO Max, and I think it's like five dollars more a month per line or something like that. Right. So it adds up. You know, you may you may be getting HBO Max for free, but you're paying for it in the end. So T-Mobile used to be one plan does it all. Everyone can only choose the one option. But the good thing about T-Mobile now is. They have three plans, but they all include 5G, so you don't have to worry about it. And even some of their old plans include 5G when they had the single unlimited plan. So you may not have to change your plans at all. And they call theirs Magenta. There's like Magenta Basic. Uh, there's the Magenta Essentials and Magenta Plus, I think is what it's called. Um, again, unlimited talk text, 4G LTE. Plans start at $70 for one, $60 for two lines, $40 for three lines, and $35 per line for four lines. So you're looking at what, $140? Uh, again, up to 50 gigs before you're throttled. Uh, 50 gigs of data used per month. It does include 5G, but you only get three gigabytes of hotspot use over LTE with this plan, which is, you can go through that pretty quick doing not a whole lot of work while you're out and about, if you even are out and about right now. Uh, their higher tier plan, Magenta Plus, does include Netflix, and there's even a higher tier plan than that that includes more Netflix uh, screens, you know, simultaneous streams or whatever. Um, what do we know about Verizon's plans, uh, Jason? So, I mean, th things get kind of weird, you know, with Verizon. Uh, you know, they've got a bunch of plans uh, that include 5G, but they're not all equal. Uh, so you have to sign up for this, what they call a play more unlimited or do more unlimited to get 5G ultra wideband access, right? <laughs> so that's the faster network that's limited to city blocks and more often street corners. Um, like I said, there's multiple 5G technologies and we're gonna talk about those in a bit. Uh, but they're $80 a month for a single line, um, $70 a, a piece if you have two, $50, $55 a piece for three and then $45 each for four. So it gets a little bit cheaper as you add more devices on your network, uh, on your plan that could accommodate them. Uh, both of those plans have unlimited talk, text, and up to 50 gigabytes of data before throttling. Uh, but you do get to pick between your choice of um, streaming services, Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN uh, with that Play More plan. Or you get Disney Plus for free for, and they're all playing different games for yeah. subscriber services. How much you get for free, how much time of it you get for free. Um, they also have Apple Music for six months, and then six hundred gigabytes of their cloud storage, and any fifty percent off of of you know tethering hotspot plans is what they do. So so Verizon likes to play a lot of games with like you know mix and matching of pick your choice of whatever you know bonus stuff that you have. Yeah, I have to say going through this and looking at Verizon's plans. It was, they are by far the most confusing carrier in the way they lay things yeah. out. And because the Do More Unlimited and the Play More Unlimited are the same exact plans, except for the Do More includes 600 gigs of Verizon cloud storage with 50% off hotspots. So it's like, for, it's a business plan essentially. This is who they're trying to attract. He will give you this cloud storage, which I think if someone is not gonna go to their wireless carrier for cloud storage, they're gonna use something like OneDrive or Dropbox or Box or whatever it is. 
So I don't, I don't know. They, they even have individual plans that you could set how many gigs of data you want. It, it was, it was a confusing mess. So really take your time and go through it, uh, especially if you're a Verizon customer. Now, T-Mobile and Sprint recently merged. So when you go to Sprint.com, right. you're actually redirected to T-Mobile, uh, T-Mobile's website. You can't view any of Sprint's old 5G plans, but I did reach out to T-Mobile to ask them what happens if a Sprint customer upgrades and needs 5G service. As long as their old Sprint plan still supports 5G service, which they did before the merger, some plans did, uh, they can stay on that plan. However, if they need 5G service, they're going to have to switch to one of T-Mobile's plans. And like I said, we can't view any of those old Sprint plans, so my suggestion is just call customer care and see what you can do if your phone does not get 5G signal and it should be getting it after you unbox it. Now there's technically three different flavors of 5G service and 5G signal and technology and whatever, however you want to frame it, Perlo, but not all of it is everywhere. And like you were just talking about ultra wideband, which is actually Verizon's marketing term for it. Right. It's millimeter wave is the proper term for it. It's what the iPhone 12 supports. It supports sub six and millimeter wave. Uh, what are the differences between uh, that and actually mid band as well? We have to throw that in because T-Mobile supports it. Well, so, you know, like originally, you know, there was supposed to be, you know, an international standard for, for 5G, right? Yeah. This, that was one of the main selling points of the thing is that we would not end up with fragmentation like we did with, you know, GSM versus CDMA and HSPA and, and LTE uh, during, you know, the 4G rollouts, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, LTE And having devices deployed yeah. in the North American market from certain carriers, uh, they move Verizon and Sprint, that would not work globally, right? So it used to be like, you know, if you bought a, a Verizon phone in the United States, it might not work at all. Uh, in Europe because it was CDMA technology. So, so, so 5G was supposed to be this unifying international standard that like if you bought a 5G phone that was for the North American market, you could go to Europe or China and it would work just fine. That's not how it works now. <laughs> so essentially what we have is, is three different uh, major frequency uh, wavelengths. I really got to call them wavelengths, right? Because you've got Essentially, the, the the high frequency band, which is what we're calling, uh, we're, we're calling uh, MM wave, right? Which is that short distance, yeah. but very very high speed technology. So I mean that you can get hundreds of megabits per second, um, up to hundreds of megabits per second with that MM wave technology. But it's only good for short distances. Right. Yeah. I think and Apple. Kind of think of, yeah. I think Apple and Verizon tout four gigabits per second in ideal situations. And a lot of reviewers, when iPhone 12 reviews broke this week, were going to stadiums, which is where this is at, and seeing two gigs per second on their iPhone 12, which is insane to get over a cellular connection. But to your point, if you turn around away from that antenna, odds are that throughput is gonna take a nosedive. It's basically line of sight. It doesn't penetrate buildings. It doesn't really go through windows. So it's like an outdoor wireless signal that may only last half a city block if you're lucky. You have to be standing in the right spot, facing the right direction in order to get these speeds. Yeah, I like to, I actually like to compare um, MM wave to uh, five gigahertz Wi-Fi, right? It's it's a higher frequency, um, it, it but it can't, it can go very, very fast, right? Multi-channels and all that, but you cannot penetrate walls or anything like that. And if you're not like the really good line of sight on it, you won't, you won't get, 
you know any kind of uh, a signal at all. So there are other there are two other uh, you know um, waveforms types that you can use with five G transmitter types. Um, you've also got what we call sub six. Yep. Now sub six is more like conventional four G LTE technology in that they can deploy them on existing towers and they are a longer range transmitter, but they are considerably slower right. um, than that MM wave technology. Um, you know, you'll get maybe between, you know, I don't know, like 30 megabits and, and 50 megabits is what they're seeing a second on, in optimal scenarios. And for the most part, that's most of what you're gonna see around the United States is this deployed sub six technology. Um, that's all I'm expecting to get, you know, when, when they turn it on for AT&T in my neighborhood. Yeah, so I'll see what I get on Friday. So when Apple held the iPhone event uh, last week and they brought out Verizon CEO to tout that 5G is real and it's here and they used it a big production to turn on the 5G network nationwide for Verizon Wireless. What they were talking about was their sub six network. They weren't talking about millimeter wave. They do have those in stadiums and, and city blocks like we were just talking about. But that coverage that they just turned on is all sub six. And in some cases, that speed is actually slower than 4G LTE, but the capacity of that network has increased. So you shouldn't see like when you go to a big event that doesn't have millimeter wave because it's not rolled out everywhere yet. Uh, you shouldn't see those connection issues or that slowdown that you did in the past. So it's an improvement of LTE. And I think you said this yesterday, Perla, while we were talking about this episode, was if 5G is the LTE we were promised, then we're okay with that, right? Sub-6 5G. Uh, and, right. And, and that's essentially what it's shaping up to be. Uh, T-Mobile, as well as AT&T, have pretty wide sub-6 networks. AT&T claims it's nationwide, however... I am not covered in sub six AT&T signal. I believe T-Mobile has calls theirs nationwide as well. Uh, I don't know if it's here in my area or not. I haven't checked into it, but uh, so that when broadly speaking, when carriers right now are talking about 5G, it is this slower network. It's not going to be the life-changing experience that millimeter no. wave promises to be, but it is going to be a more reliable connection uh, data connection on your phone, whether it's an iPhone or, or you know, a Samsung Galaxy device. But there's one yeah, more. And, and, oh, go ahead. And, yeah, there is one more. But the other thing I do want to talk about with Sub6 is that this is, a, this is the kind of technology that will allow, you know, more reliable communication, like when you're on a car or on, on like a high-speed train or something like that, right? I mean, you won't, you, you'll be able to have sustained connectivity, uh, which is, you know, for things like, you know, voice for, for videos and, 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 and things like that. Um, is very important, right? So, yeah. like, you know, 4G LTE gave us some speed, but not necessarily the reliability that we wanted, right? I mean, there's how many times have you tried to make a, a call and you'll get the busy signal because of, of a, con a congested, uh, there's too many people accessing that that that, that cell itself. Yep. So that's really what, what the, the promise of 5G is, is that more, that more consistent uh, network performance rather than that, that giant speed that, you know, everyone keeps talking about. But as you say, there is a third technology, and that is called uh, mid-band. And we really haven't seen a lot of that uh, deployed in the United States. T-Mobile is the one carrier that has made uh, those mid-band investments. Right. Um, we've, there's a lot of mid-band in Asia right now, in, in, North, in Korea, uh, in China, and places like that. Um, where you know there there are people with 5G phones getting you know consistent 200 megabit plus per second performance right because that's because they built out those networks from the ground up to, to to accommodate those things and they had better city planning and all that other stuff 
Um, we don't really have that mid-band in the United States yet. Like I said, T-Mobile is the one that's making most of the investments. And we might see AT&T roll that out in the second or third phase, but that's not something that we really have yet. Yeah, I think T-Mobile, part of the reason they bought Sprint is because Sprint had a lot of that mid-band spectrum. And that is kind of a, you know, a benefit of the merger itself is T-Mobile is able to roll that in and turn it on right away and offer this mid-band speed. And and to be clear, the iPhone 12 supports it. All 5G phones support it, I believe. Uh, so you should be able to see those speeds if you're on T-Mobile. I think it's 200 cities that they have mid-band in. But here's the, here's the problem, right? When you look at coverage maps, it doesn't tell you which type of 5G you're going to get. And rightfully so. I, I mean, it would be really confusing to have three different 5G networks on a coverage map. It... I don't know. It's it, The whole thing is confusing in and of itself just because there are those significant differences in speed and latency and all of that. You know, Verizon calls their millimeter wave network ultra wideband. AT&T calls it right. 5G plus. And those different icons are what shows up on your phone depending on which carrier you have if you happen to stumble into one of those neighborhoods that has that coverage. So it's... Yeah, and AT&T is even wackier. They do, they've do. they been calling for their 4G LTE network 5G evolution for I don't know how long. Yeah, for over, that, over a year. It, it, I mean, which yeah. just adds to the confusion, right? You, if you have an iPhone right now and you look down and it says 5GE, you're on an LTE network. You're not even on 5G, which is, it's dishonest, you know, to be completely honest about it and, and speak about it the way we should. So I guess the last question we need to go over here is, what kind of phone support or what do you need to look for in a phone to make sure it supports 5G per low? So, you know, I actually had a, I went through this exercise yesterday to see if any of the phones I have in house right now um, would work on AT&T's 5G network um, because I have a bunch of these Chinese phones. You know, I have an Oppo, I have a couple of Huawei sitting here, which were all released with 5G support. Uh, you know, in fact, most of, some of them both have sub six and also uh, uh the um the the uh, the mm wave support right so like, like like the p40 pro plus but when you actually look at the specifications um it's not just what types of networks they support it's what frequency bands they support um there are some websites out there where you can plug in a model of, of phone and it'll tell you which frequency bands it supports and which carriers have those frequency bands. And, and you know, I looked at all my Huawei's and my Oppo and like, nope, won't work on AT&T because it's not supporting uh, the frequency bands that they have. Some of these carriers, uh, you know, have like T-Mobile, for example, has four different frequency bands they support uh, for 5G. Uh, I believe um, AT&T and Verizon are both two. And I think Sprint is also, I think, um, two. So um, that's, the, you, but like I said, they're all different. Sure. There's, so the, the good news is if you, if you buy a phone that was meant to operate on in the, in the North American market, they pretty much will work between all the carriers. Uh, I mean, iPhone, of course, supports all the, the, the frequency types, all the frequency bands across all carriers. So if you need to move between carriers in the United States with an iPhone 12, you're fine. Uh, and that's pretty much also the, more or less the case with Samsung, although as you said, uh, there's that sub six versus uh, the uh, ultra wideband issue on Verizon with some of the models, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and it's funny. My advice is just buy your phone from a carrier or an unlocked yeah. model directly from the manufacturer that is here in the U.S. Oppo and Huawei are Chinese manufacturers that sell phones primarily overseas, so there is going to there are going to be some issues there with support here in the U.S. But Verizon 
it does a good job at upselling ultra wideband and they'll sell like the galaxy 20 s20 fe that samsung just announced and released a few weeks ago there is the standard version i think it's 699 or you could buy the ultra wide version for 749 it's like 50 dollars upcharge the standard version only supports sub six whereas the 50 dollars more expensive phone supports both ultra wideband or millimeter wave and sub six what you can always tell which Verizon phone, the iPhone's the exception here, which Verizon phone supports ultra wideband because at the end of the name of the phone, it has UW. So it's a Galaxy S20 FE UW. That means it supports ultra wideband. It, it, it makes all the names really long and confusing and it just, they should just put everything in the phone and leave it at that and you know not have to worry about differentiating between hey do I want ultra wideband in case it just it's rather to have something and not need it than need something and not have it right just put it in the phone like Apple did even if it costs you a little bit more uh, in the long run that's my two cents yep but but I you know, and, and of course the pixel also works across all the carriers right yep. as far as far as we understand yeah so it's got all the radio equipment so yeah and that's because they used Qualcomm's uh, modem, the X55, which support. I was the X5 or X55, 55. which supports literally everything uh, in the United States. Yeah, but it's that, still that's, that's, it's still up to the manufacturer to include an antenna, right? That millimeter wave right. antenna. That's an extra bit that has to go in there. In fact, the iPhone 12. I have the iPhone 12 Pro. I don't know if you can see this. Oh, cool! You got well, it. You can't. Nice. It's not going to focus. But there is. Oh. So when you when you see the iPhone 12 below the power button, there's a little cutout right here. Um, and I don't know if we're going to get this to show up at all. Maybe I'll nah, take a picture. But there's a little cutout right here, and it looks a lot like the magnetic stripe that the Apple Pencil attaches to on top of the iPad Pro and the new iPad Air. This window is actually the millimeter wave antenna. So Apple had to oh. include a little cutout here for that antenna to even work, which just shows how fragile that signal is, right? Apple made a design choice to include this in the phone. That's something that, you know, Apple takes pretty seriously is the design of their phones and everything is precise. And so, you know, and we see carrier or phone manufacturers like Samsung just leave it out completely. Uh, you know, so it's nice that it supports everything. It's a little, I don't know, humorous that there's an actual antenna window on the iPhone. It's gonna be interesting if I ever get a chance to test ultra wideband or millimeter wave. See, I'm even calling it the wrong thing. Uh, if what happens if I you know cover up that window and what the throughput's like if my hands over that remember antenna gate we might be seeing that all over again who knows yeah you're holding it wrong yeah you're holding it wrong and so we have bumpers and whatever else <laughs> so any closing thoughts Perlo no I mean Jason I you know I'm excited to at least see what this technology does but I'm also prepared to be disappointed because yeah. quite frankly uh, you know, most of us are still hanging out at home, and you know what, my my, my five gigahertz, you know, two eleven AC, you know, uh, 80, 80, 80, you know, channel, whatever it's called, um, is uh, 180 megahertz, one hundred sixty megahertz channels are still going to be way faster, way faster than any five G can 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 ever give me um, around here. Now, of course, we'll see what happens in public, uh, in public spaces, how you know what where the retail businesses are going to start deploying. Uh, hotspots and things yep. um, for the carriers and stuff, and where we're going to see more antennas deployed on 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 you know telephone poles and 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 and, and places. So we'll we'll see, um, you know how it works out. 
Um, I mean, I, I, I hope it's for the best. I, I hope it doesn't improve um, overall reliability. I hope we'll never have to hear a, a busy signal saturated, you know, uh, network, uh, busy network uh, message ever again. But, you know, who, who knows? Yeah, who right? knows? My advice, view 5G as a long-term investment. Don't expect immediate impact to your life. It's not going to change much for you, especially with sub-6 being the predominant network if you even have coverage where you're at. Uh, it's a way of future-proofing your phone now, especially if you upgrade it to the iPhone 12. You're not going to see an immediate impact period. That's just the way it is uh, until we see that, you know, mid-band networks start to take off, which is going to be a couple years. They're still auctioning off Spectrum, which is a whole nother story in and of itself that broke yesterday for mid-band uh, 5G coverage. So yeah, don't expect a whole lot right now. But, you know, if you need to change your plan and you want to, you have to be on the cutting edge, do your research, take your time, talk to your carrier, make sure your phone's compatible, make sure your plan is compatible as well. It may end up saving you money, who knows? So I'm, Very possible. Yeah, yeah, you never know. I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlow. And thanks for watching or listening to Jason Squared. Make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.